Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Reading the Bible can be difficult. Not to mention understanding it. Having a disability, whether blindness or another, can be difficult too. Sometimes a person wonders if God is even there. Yeah, but in room 4216... God shows us his path and we find... We are not alone. Pastor Dave always gets to say hi first, and so it's my turn. Hi, hi everyone. I got you anyway. That's not fair. Yeah, because you were talking away at nothing. I was not. You I'm Cecilia, due. by the way. Oh, hi, Cecilia. I'm Dave. Um, we have had good days and bad days, but we always come to room 4216 to have a Bible study. Cecilia raised question marks in taking on the book of James. Do you remember that? I do remember. That was a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. And uh, as we were prepping for today, you had a few more things to say, which kind of reiterated or or backed up your concerns. Yeah, well, okay. Um, We were looking at uh, what we hope to cover today, and James is saying some things about, well, you have to ask God for wisdom if if you want it, and but if you have any doubts, well, then you're going to receive nothing. You're a double-minded person, and, and... he just seems cold. Uh, James had his problems, too. He doubted that Jesus was the Messiah for a while. This is his half-brother, mind you. Um, and then, I mean, even Paul, who, was, who had some hard things to say, even he was kind of warm at times. He balanced it out. But James just seems very cold and brutally honest. All that, and then the other general thing that you said uh, before we started, as to the overall topics that we have covered. Joy in the midst of suffering. What happens when we lose it all? Face to face with death and loss. So in some ways, I guess uh, I'm saying maybe Cecilia was right. (gasps) He's saying I'm right? Uh-huh. Please write this down, people. So we're going to have a party today. All right! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we will be aware of where we've been. And actually, the reading can take us a slightly different way. And uh, not so much struggle and difficulty, but um, certainly some good things for us as Christians as we walk in this world. Beginning to read at verse 5 in chapter 1. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously (laughs) to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt, because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. Oh yeah, that's generous. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Cheerful, cheerful, cheerful. (laughs) First, I find it very interesting in how you read it. 
with the editorial comments and editorial tones. Um, all right. Smile for me, Cecilia. Come on, smile, smile. Uh, all right. Smile. All right. I'm... Come on. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Now let's try it again with a cheerful reading. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. See, that's a lot better, yeah. And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. No, no, no. He who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Yeah, now don't you feel a little more cheerful? Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> I don't think you are telling me the truth. <laughs> Actually, I don't feel that bad. <sighs> oh, it, it brings out a point. We've had several people uh, write in and say, interesting way to read it. Reading can have an impact on how it is said. But even more than that is, is, is what we bring to it. Can, can I say that even more than that? Well, uh, you just did. I, I guess I did. And it, actually, yes, I do feel, now that, you, now that I think about it, <laughs> I really do feel a little better about reading it this way. It, it, even more than that is what God is bringing to the reading. And uh, let's unpack that a little bit here in our next segment. This section starts by saying, If anyone lacks wisdom, ask God. Which raises the simple question then, what is wisdom? In the Old Testament, wisdom was more than just a natural knowledge of God or the recognition of, 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 of knowledge based on creation. It has its basis in there, but it goes even deeper than that. It's more than man's reasoning out things. It actually has involved with it the fear of God, the recognition of God, that God is involved. And so the simple one of creation itself. Um, our world and science says that the world evolved and came about. Wisdom of God that comes from God says he created it from nothing because it is involved with faith and trust in God who is not seen but believed. And so when here James is suggesting ask for wisdom, he's not saying hey, get a bit more knowledge like go to the university or have a fancy way to understand something, but it's in the context of what is happening that there be knowledge understood, but as God sees it as well. The people whom James was writing to were struggling in persecutions and difficulties. And James is saying, if you don't quite get why you are suffering, well then ask God. Ask God for 
understanding, that's how we would say it today, better clarification of why you're suffering and how God is going to use that in your life. Okay, I think I get this. And I don't want to get into another joy in the midst of suffering thing. Mm -hmm. But, all right, I ask God, why am I suffering? And I don't always get answers. Mm. Um, There's two things there um, that come right to mind. All right. One, maybe you are getting answers, but you don't like it, so you're ignoring the answer. Uh, as or I squirm. Two, it could be God will reveal it. He will help you see what he is seeing. But sometimes that takes time. For example, three years ago when I was given my pink slip, I was reeling. What the heck? Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, and, but here I am now recording and it isn't what I schemed and dreamed out, but I, I, I can't help but conclude this is what one of the key things God had in mind was to be able to do some podcasting so people can hear the Word of God in a new and different way. He's helped me to finally see that. But sometimes we have to be patient. Yes. I'm not good at being patient. Oh, well, there's that. <laughs> By the way, one of our listeners shared a most interesting thing about God's answers. And we'll cover that in the next segment. Robert sent us a very interesting note. Hi, Robert. And uh, he talks about the five answers to prayer. And I had never thought about it like this before. The first answer is yes. Sure, I'll give you what you want. Yeah, we like that answer, mm-hmm. don't we? Hannah liked that answer. Oh, the mother yeah. of Samuel. She prayed for a son, and uh, God gave her Samuel. Mm-hmm. The second answer, the one we don't like, no. Mm. Even Jesus prayed and was told no. He prayed, Father, if it be your will, take this cup from me. And he still went to the cross. The third answer, not now. We hate to wait. Even the early church had to wait. (laughs) And the church still waits Mm -hmm. as we pray, Come, Lord Jesus, please come. Mm -hmm. The fourth answer, Yes, and I'll give you more. Mm. Uh, Solomon got this answer. He was uh, in a dream one night, and God said, What would you ask of me? And Solomon said, I ask, that I be wise, talking about wisdom. And God said, since you haven't asked for money or long life, I'll give you the things you didn't ask for as well as the wisdom you asked for. And the fifth answer, and I liked what Robert said here. He says, this is the one you're scared you'll receive. Hmm. Yes, if you insist. Hmm. Uh, And uh, I hadn't, I, I must have read this story at some point, but but I sure don't remember it. He shares the story of King Hezekiah. And uh, the, the important part that we're going to talk about is in Second Kings chapter 20. 
He was a good king, as I recall, a real good king. Yeah, he was. That's why mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of sad. Hmm. Because he followed God, he obeyed all the commands as best he could, and uh, God delivered him in a great war. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, Hezekiah got sick. And the prophet Isaiah came to him and said, the Lord says, put your affairs in order because in three days you're going to die. Well, Hezekiah prayed, Lord, Lord, no, 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 please don't let me die. Isaiah came to him again and said, all right, the Lord says, I will extend your life for 15 years. And some things happened. uh, And three years later, Manasseh. Some things happened, meaning some not so good things. Yeah. He, he was an arrogant king at that point, mm-hmm. showing treasure, and that was a bad thing. He was boasting. Yeah. Okay, go on then. Okay. Three so years later. Three years later, something that he thought was good happened. Hezekiah had a son, Manasseh. Mm. And unfortunately, Manasseh took the throne at the age of 12 because Hezekiah died. And Manasseh became the most wicked king in all Israel. He lived 52 years. If you know anything about the kings, he ranks at the top of the list of being the most evil. 52 years, worshipped other gods, had his kids walk through the fire, and on and on it went. Mm -hmm. And uh, the point is that sometimes God does give us what we want, but But hmm. not necessarily what we need. Had Hezekiah accepted God's will and died, Manasseh would never have been born. There might have been another good king on the throne. And and again, thank you, Robert, for sending these. Uh, I've heard other people talk about a few others. One in particular is God says, yes, I thought you'd never ask. But how does that differ from just plain yes? Because sometimes God does wait, but we aren't ready. And so the the time in, in getting us ready is a rough, difficult time. Sometimes it is even during those hardships and difficulty of, of uh, well, these Christians were being persecuted. Sometimes we're going through hardships and trials. And finally, we turn to the Lord to put our trust in Him. That's when God says, well, finally... Glad you finally came to me and asked. You know, there are times, too, when I find that I've received something that I need, and I never realized, or I didn't realize, you know, I should have been praying for this all the time. Hmm. I, I, I will receive, oh, maybe an extra bit of income uh, to help with bills or something. You know, why didn't I think to pray about that one? And God is going was just waiting to give you the gift. (laughs) And this is where this all focuses in back to that verse 5 of you uh, ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. And wisdom here is, again, not just an earthly knowledge, but a component that includes God. It is our faith that turns and trusts in Him to do something that has been unseen before, even like when He created the world. Now I begin to understand 
why James is seemingly playing so, so heavy-handed, but he's really not. He's saying to us, if we pray for wisdom, basically, thy will be done, Lord. God has a whole picture of the world. He knows exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And to trust him, that's what James means. Exactly. And that's why we don't doubt and that's why he even says, if we doubt, we're like a, uh, what were the, some of the words, like some, something tossed uh, about. Uh, the, like, a, like the sea, which is yeah. blown by the waves and wind. We're uh, double-minded, we're mm-hmm. unstable, and unstable, I don't really like that word. But, <laughs> you know, at the same time as God commands us to do these things, he also enables us to do them. Indeed. It, that's the whole point. And, and I, I love how you hit it spot on, because... When it's involving God, it's for our good. Even as God involved himself in creation, involved himself with recreation, with our salvation with Jesus, we just don't always see it. Let's read on, if you would. Sure. Verse, uh, I believe it is what, 9? Verse 9. Okay. The brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position. Yes, it says high position. (laughs) But the one who is rich should take pride in his low position. I'll pause right there. And and what he's doing is a juxtaposition here based on the earlier verses. That in God's sight, we are beggars. We are in poverty. It's not based on our earthly goods. And that's why here he's saying the rich should take the rich of the world low position. Those who are poor. If you have faith, you are rich. That's the high position. Mm. Okay, read on. Because he, the rich man, will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plants. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, for the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. Ah, and we saw that in 2008, 2009, with the quick downturn in the economy. Some people went from being super rich to, to broke. Um, other people earlier in the, in the 2000s lost their entire savings in their pensions. If we put our trust in the worldly things, it could be gone just like that. So James isn't speaking against... The rich per se. I mean, there are some very rich Christians who have mm-hmm. done a lot of good. Mm-hmm. No, he's not speaking against them. It's just, where will we put our trust? That's to be in Jesus. I think we're going to stop there for today. Mm-hmm. And i uh, love to hear from you as always. Our info is <laughs> info at not-alone.net. And as always, we we are are not not alone. alone. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.